0: If you like talent, you are in the right place. Welcome to another episode of the Talent Factor Podcast. I am your co-host Damian Parson with my guy, my brother Keith Sanchez. What's up, baby?
1: Mike, check, mic check. My mic is hot, so that means it's time to talk some <laughs> football, baby. DP, how you doing?
0: Hey man, it's a beautiful Thursday. Just hopped off of our uh, scouting call, our daily scouting call, talking about some prospects, you know, picking each other's brain, just, hey, iron sharpening iron, getting better, baby. And that's why we are this standard here at TDN. And we talk about standard, we talk about money. Let's talk some money real quick. Let's shout out to our partners over at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest odds, news, sport, and sports development, including this year's Basketball Championship Finals, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and uh, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. B L E A V to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. So, Keith, we are finishing up our kind of uh, our, our not so much rankings, but just kind of we've been talking about five players almost each week from different positions just for everyone to look out for. Highlighting some guys heading into the 2022 collegiate season. And the 2023 NFL draft season, so we're gonna finish it off with safeties, Keith. And you know, this is again back-to-back weeks with the DBs for you. You know what I'm saying? So you, you that's your, that's your bread and butter there. And Keith, we're gonna start with Alabama safety Jordan Battle, Keith. When we, when we turned on the tape and just looking at everything he did, I'm gonna be honest, Keith, I was surprised he went back to college. He was one of the guys I really expected to declare last year.
1: Yeah, nah, and I mean he was in my region last year, right? And mm-hmm. and him and Henry Toto, they kind of they kind of wrecked my region a little bit. I, I didn't have that many talented guys because those guys decided to come back. And like you said, man, you watch the film this is a complete safety, right? Like there aren't any holes in his games. And 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 you you think about safeties and what you ask them to do, right? You ask mm-hmm. them to come down, run the alley and tackle, he checks that box, right? You ask them to make all the calls in the coverage, he checks that box, right? You ask them to play that kind of high safety, that free safety role, even if they play that deep third, he checks that box. And you ask your safeties to be instinctual and have ball skills. He checks that box. So you're talking about a complete football player, a complete safety. And he's listed at six, one and a half, close to six to 200 pounds. You see it on film. I feel as though that is real estimates. That's true. Um, you know, it's true height and weight. So just a good football player, man. And I like I said, I was really surprised that he came back. And for me walking into this class, he is probably my – I wouldn't even say probably. He is my number one ranked safety because you're just talking about a do-it-all guy. Um, man, we talked about Henry Torto coming back, the linebacker at Alabama, another guy I had a first-round grade on. Then to say with Jordan Battle, the only reason I think that he would come back – uh, is for similar reasons, right? And that's just to win a championship and to kind of go down with that Alabama legacy and be mentioned as one of the greats because we know in the past, Alabama has put out some really good safeties, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that Jordan wants to be mentioned with those guys. And so we know that he's a leader. Like I watch him on different social media accounts. Um, you know, he he kind of gets the rest of the, the the team in line, but he 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 does it from a perspective of, they like him, right? They they follow him not because he forces them to follow him, but because they choose to. So I think this is a, also a leader of the football team, too. So, man, just a complete football player and all-around playmaker.
0: Absolutely, man. Like you said, he, he can do so many different things for your defense. If You think about how that – what that translates to, to an NFL defense, and that gives you fluidity in the second half, right? In the second mm-hmm. half of your defense – And you can play split zones. You can kind of do some cover one stuff. He can come down as a robber and a rover. He can be that kind of big... Cause he's six one six two by two oh five two ten something, like and he shows in his frame, Keith. Like he's a he's a rocked yeah. up kid, and he plays with physicality. He's a well he's a well established tackler, someone that you can trust and rely on to make those tackles in the run game and in space. And there's even reps with him in man coverage against tight ends, which we all know when we talked about the tight ends, they are the NFL's biggest mismatch right now. They're so they're big, they're physical, they're athletic. So it's like, how do you find someone to match up? With guys of the of that skill set and that that physical profile, and then you look at safeties like a Jordan Battle, right? So I thought about the fact when we, when we talked about him going back, I was like, okay, he lost the you, you losing the national championship. This guy, he's a competitive kid, Keith, <clears throat> so that's got to leave a bad taste in his mouth. Saban's calling him back, like, hey. We're running this thing back. Let's go get our championship back. Like, let's go take this SEC back. Like, all of that. And it's like it resonated with this young man. So, And then at the same time, like you talked about him being your top-rated safety, that's the other reason why he's coming back. He's coming back to solidify that first-round status, which we believe he could have been bottom of the first round last year, right? You, we saw um, the safety from Georgia, uh, which I'm blanking on his name now. That was he probably was one done. Yeah, Lewis Like we we saw him go back in the first round. Jordan Battle absolutely had a chance to go first round this past draft. So now coming back to a safety class where there is talent, but he's kind of the top guy. Now he's definitely solidifying himself with a good season. And I think he's gonna. I think Saban's gonna have those defenders playing hungry this year, Keith. Like, he, he's looking at what Kirby did to him. He's looking at, you know, Tex Jimbo beating him. And last year, oh, yeah, yeah, no. Saber's having these defenders come back hungrier than ever.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I kind of wanted to back up just to one point when you talked about, you know, just being in this class, right? Um, so it's important to kind of put it in context for our listeners. Um I don't believe that he's Kyle Hamilton, right? Like just right. those type of instincts and, and you know, just generational talent. But this is a very good football player in the sense of the fact of I think he is a first round talent and well deservingly if he goes in that top 15 to top 20. I thought about more of those. Patriot safeties, right? When you talk about your Chungs and you talk about um the McCordys, you know what I'm saying? Like those type of guys that they're able to get the ball, you know, get their hands on the ball and get those five, six interceptions a year. But then they're also very smart football players, yeah, and yeah. I think that that's a very underrated trait of a safety, right, just to understand everything that's going on. And a, and a big thing about that position is is knowing what's going on and then always being in the right spot at the right time. And I think that's exactly what Jordan Battle is. So, man, I think his – his presence will be felt and it will be appreciated by NFL teams more than just whatever the box score is. But like you said, he is an extremely talented player. I expect him to run a 4 four. He's going to have interceptions, make big plays. It's just that you add the intelligent component to that too, that also makes him special.
0: Yes, sir. He had three interceptions in 2021, Keith. Two of those went back for touchdowns. So, you know what I'm saying? We always talk about it. Yes. Great to take the ball away from the offense. But let's see if we can get some points on the board as well. Now, we're going we're gonna to shift gears. So we're going to go – well, he was at Northwestern last year. We actually just finished talking about him during our scouting meeting. Uh, he's in Notre Dame now. You talked about Kyle, Hammond, Kyle Hamilton going to the league. Safety Brandon Joseph, Keith. And like I said, we just finished kind of going over the film review. And uh, our guy Kyle Krabs had him. And he's, in, he's in his uh, – you know, he drafted Notre Dame early uh, after we all kind of slept in – let them fall down the board to him. So heading into looking at because in 2020, Keith, like bro, Kid was Kid was the dude, right? He had six interceptions, two of them went for touchdowns. He showed the range, the ball skills, the, the diagnosing ability, the processing, the the range. He saw so many different things that made him a high quality player in that Northwestern secondary, Keith. 2021 was different. And we, like I said, we talked about it. Not too, you know, earlier, this, earlier, probably about thirty minutes or so ago, we talked about how he didn't look the same athletically and physically. He looked a little heavier. And now uh, transferring to Notre Dame, playing for Coach Freeman, what do you, what are your thoughts on Brandon Joseph's skill set and expectations for him heading into this season?
1: Man, um, <laughs> this 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 is a tough conversation. Um, because, like you said, that 2020 season was beautiful, right? And if he mm-hmm. was draft eligible and could have came out, I think that that's a guy that would have been a first-round safety. And then you cut on a film, and from the very start of the season, he just looked like a totally different football player. I'm not sure if he put on weight or what it was, if he was put in different spots. But the same flash plays you did not see um in the 2021 season that you've seen in 2020, Um, he looked a step slower. Um, He looked – uninterested at times. Right. And, and that's tough. And like I said, man, I've, I've talked to plenty of NFL scouts and a couple of general managers, and especially at that safety position, they want you to be some type of enforcer as far as your mentality. So to tell, so, you know, to, to look at the film and to seem unenthused, that's, that's not something that you want to, that you want to see. Right. Um, right. so going into this year, he transferred to Notre Dame. Um, I wonder if there's going to be improvement. I wonder why he did it, right? Did he feel like it was more Northwestern messing him up than he felt it was him and he took accountability for it? And I think that's going to be the big thing, right? And then also, listen, is it's, it's like too much – what's the phrase? Too much is given, much, much is, is expected. Much,
0: much is as uh, much is uh, required, yeah. yeah,
1: so you you took on that spot from, um you know, being a safety at Notre Dame. A lot is given to you as far as the attention, right? And you're going to be mm-hmm. given a starting position at Notre Dame that, you know, they have the Kyle Hamilton's, they have the Harrison Smith's. So that's a kind of heralded position at Notre Dame. And you have to fill those shoes. Now, the part is that I'm afraid that he won't be able to, right? Because Kyle Hamilton right. was a generational talent and – they have to figure out what are they going to do with him because, you know, we just had our scouting meeting. So we talked about him and, man, it seems like there are some athletic limitations to where he won't be able to do everything. And I think that's what a true safety or the best safeties, they can't do everything. So, man, I'm, I'm expecting hopefully they put him in position Maybe some too high looks, or you know, he he's kind of like just that extra defender that's able to float. Because the one thing he has going for him is his instincts, right? Like he's able to get yep. hand on the ball because he's in, is instinctual. So maybe they put him as that high safety and cover one type situations and let him just kind of roll and kind of just lurk a little bit to you know intercept footballs. And that's that's his path to success for me because there are some other concerns involving his athleticism.
0: For sure. For sure. And like I said, going back to 2020, man, he was kind of the eraser in that second there where if the corners played, you know, played the route wrong and, and you know, people get beat, you know, corners lose battles from time to time. But he was able to come over the top, you know, from the far hash and come over and snag in diving interceptions and, you know, really like. The quarterback's like, okay, I got this throw, and he's coming back and, and and making them, you know, really hate the decision because he made a tremendous play to get back into the into the framework of the of the of the pass. And it's like, but we didn't see that this year. And even like I said, you know, he had six interceptions. He had, uh, you know, two pass breakups in that year in twenty twenty. But you know, his interceptions drop. He, he dropped like you know. To three, cut him in half, Keith. Like, he just wasn't the same. And then we talked about just the fact that the run fits. Like, was he wasn't the same guy in the run fits, being physical, coming downhill and helping in the run game. Because at the end of the day, you are the last line of defense. And I was watching some tape on it myself, and I saw especially against Michigan, they brought him down into the box and – he basically the late blitz shot through it shot through the line of scrimmage once they opened up it was part like the Red Sea. He hit it like you know, hit it like a uh out of hell, Keith and he got to the quarterback, but at the same time, there's not enough on tape last year, there wasn't enough consistency of him, especially in the box, right? Playing physical, playing, you know, in the run game and helping out his his front and go listen, you talked about going over to, to Notre Dame, like you said, playing some playing some some split uh safety looks, you know, maybe bring him down as a is a rover uh in a zone co- in some zone coverages. The, one of the biggest things that I'm pretty sure we talked about when we talked about Cam Hart last week, they got USC on the schedule, right? Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley, you got Jordan Addison now, you know, uh Super Mario, you know, at receiver and Caleb Williams. He's gonna be tested in some of these games this year, right? So that's gonna be really, really interesting just to watch for his season to see if he can get back to that twenty twenty form and, and start taking the ball away again. Start being that prominent force in the back end of his sec of his secondary.
1: Yeah, no, nah, I agree. Um one thing that has nothing to do with scheme and that's that's your Mentality, you know, and just how you approach the game. And that's going to be up to him, man. That's, that's up to if he, if he wants to look himself in the mirror and say, look, man, I didn't necessarily have the season that I wanted to have in 2021. And then right now, you know, we're what what is it's June? We just talked, we, you know, we're still two months out, man, he should be working right now, putting in the work yeah. uh, because you've seen that you have the ability to do it. Um, Then you also seen other side of it. So now, man, you, you need to, you know, just kind of pick yourself up, dust yourself off and, and, you know, get back to to where you want to be as far as a football player.
0: Absolutely. When you talk about mentality, Keith, that kind of that piggy that piggybacks and pivots right into uh, our next safety that we're gonna talk about over at Arkansas in the SEC, man. Jalen <laughs> Catalan, baby, five yeah. ten, two hundred pounds. You talk about being built like a rock, a foundation of a defense, Keith. When I I remember watching him in 2020. Keith, he had two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, three interceptions. He had a touchdown on the season. He was an enforcer, Keith. He was physical, aggressive, like just a downhill presence. And he would blow anything up that came into his region, Keith. He helped in the run game. You saw him play well in the back end. And then last year, we, you know, which we found we talked we talked a little bit about it today. We found out that he played, I believe it was almost a torn labrum. So, it, 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 which, you know, anybody that knows anything about that injury, being you know, Baker Mayfield had it, uh, my guy over at Coastal Carolina, D. Jordan Strong, their, their nickel corner, he played with it in 2020. He told me when we when I interviewed him, you know, uh, last season about how difficult it was to tackle, couldn't lift, the, lift his arm a certain point over his head, you know, to make interceptions and plays on the football. It was extremely difficult. Keith, what are your what are your expectations to see a healthy Jalen Catalan in 2022?
1: Man, so you know, as talent evaluators, right? You um, you know, we we have to make comparisons. You know, we have mm-hmm. to make comparisons and then you you know from time to time you get to these football players and then you you get a, a comparison in your head and you fight it, right? You go back yeah. and forth, like, man, should I say it, should I not say it, should I right. say it, should I not say it? And so I I did that, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I haven't seen a small safety like this, compact guy, um, tackle with this type of ferocity and and just intent since Bob Sanders. It's like I like it. I
0: like it, Keith.
1: (laughs) I like it. I I think it's that type of intensity that he plays with. Um, This is a guy, like we say, just his build. He's not very tall. He might be 5'8", 5'9", at the most. 205 to 10 pounds, but everything he does is explosive, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, he explodes into ball carriers and he tries to end them, finish them, whatever you want to call it. That's what he tries to do. Um, he's one of those guys that, you know what? He'll hurt himself to hurt you. You know, that's, that's, that's a, that's a kamikaze safety, right? Um, <laughs> right. So you, you love watching his game, just the way he approaches the football game. Obviously, the way he plays injuries is going to be a concern. But guess what? If he's fully healthy, I expect this guy to be exactly what we've seen when he was 100% healthy. And I think it's just going to be up to him to, to prove the teams that he can remain healthy. Um, and, man, I, I have no problem drafting this guy in the first three rounds, preferably probably the back end of the second round to third round because when you draft a player that plays the fo- the game of football like this, you're getting more than just the athletic profile of the player, right? Because he's going to approach practice like that. So if you have a defense that's not very good, if you're talking about like maybe like the the New York Jets or something, right? Sorry, Chris Schubert. Um, <laughs> but you need that defensive enforcer, right? Like you need somebody that's going to show up to practice when it's a, – Jamal a, Adams. Team. like Yeah, bad. when it's – when it's, a, when it's a Tuesday or Wednesday and they're just going through the motions because it's week eight and you're three and five or something like that, and you need somebody that's just going to rattle some things up, right? right? And that's what that guy is, and that's what you get on that defense, that he's going to set a standard not only for the defense, but for the offense, too. Like receivers, y'all might want to run full speed because this dude's going to take your head off. And exactly. that's what Jalen Catalan brings.
0: No, I completely agree. and Like you said, the tone setter, he's a leader, he's someone that's going to you know, really get every. He's going to rattle the cage if, if people if the other defenders aren't a aw- they're not awake. Like they're just kind of like you said, going through the motions. They're half you know half going half speed through drills. He's that guy guy's going to go full speed. He's going to lead by example. And and, and what you see on the tape, man, is just that's what you want in an enforcer. And another thing I want to throw out there. He kind of reminds me of Antoine Winfield Jr., the safety over at um at Tampa Bay.
1: That's another That's another good one. That's another good one. And I like it because coming out, everybody looked at Antoine Winfield's size, right? Remember mm-hmm. that? And, and what we always see, watch the film, right? Watch um, the film, baby. On film, you've seen the instincts. And Tampa Bay was able to grab him, was at the back end of the first or the second round. Yeah. And then – he started for a Super Bowl winning defense, right? And he made some of those same instinctual plays. So I think we're going to hear some of the same narrative about Jalen Catalan, right? Like that this guy, small, he has a boxy frame. He may not put down a 4-4, four, four, maybe a, a mid 4-5 or something like that. But man, like we always say, man, you can't put a, a stopwatch or a time to instincts. You can't you can't nice. do it. And Jalen Catalan could just flat out play the game of football.
0: Yes, sir. Now you talk about pl- – Playing the game of football, Keith, and a lot of times his versatility is, is a big thing. And that's kind of what the next guy I'm going to talk about, Trey Dean the uh Safety for the Florida Gators, 6'3", 206. Keith, he's played some corner as well, right? And when you look at that 6'3", almost 210-pound frame, and we just talked about how Jalen Catalan, what type of, energy and vibe he brings to a defense. It's similar to what I see from Trey Trey Dean on tape as well. Do you talk about somebody that does not we we talked about Brandon Joseph in 2021 just didn't look interested in run fitting. Oh, Dean doesn't care. Dean does not care whatsoever. He's always interested. (laughs) <laughs> he's completely interested He's actually preferred He prefers to play in the run fit And play in your face And be physical He's one of those guys That not only are you going to have to deal with The physicality in terms of him hitting you He's going to talk Right. He's one of them talkers. Keith, he's going to celebrate in your face. He's going to let you know, hey, I'm here all four quarters. You're going to get this for all four quarters. I'm not leaving. And, and that's the type of guy he is. But I look at his skill set. He, he, he's got some he's got the athleticism and with his size, his physicality, his frame. We talk about tight ends. He's the type of ideal guy that you want to develop in the NFL as that tight end matchup. When you're going against a Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller, who are 6'3", 6'4", 4'5", type of athletes who move, well, Darren Waller's a former receiver, turned tight end. So it's like who actually moves like a receiver. You need someone that can actually come down in the box and cover them. But also, Keith, when they detach them from the line and then put them in the slot and put them out wide, you need somebody that's not afraid because, oh, I'm 5'11", He's got me about six inches. No, this he can walk up on the best of the best physically, Keith, and say, well, <laughs> this is a clean matchup here. We, we even, baby. So it's all about who's going to win, who's going to outman the next, who's going to be, be more technical in their approach post-snap and be able to get into their bag to stop the other one from even reaching into the bag. So what are your thoughts when you look at uh, Trey Dean?
1: Yeah, so we talked about his, his run fits and his mentality and watching it on film. I was surprised that this guy was ever a corner. Right. Because just the way he approaches the game, I thought he's been a safety his whole entire life. Because he is all gas, no brakes in that alley. Um, he doesn't stop until he hits something. It could be the running back, it could be the quarterback, it could be offensive lineman, it could even referee, be It don't matter. Yeah, it could be his own damn player. He don't care. Um, <laughs> and 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 I and I love that that approach. And then even watching him, I don't know if you got this feeling too. Um, obviously with bigger guys. You know, they're they're a little bit elongated in their movements, right? Their transitions mm-hmm. and just their short area of quickness. But I didn't think that he was six three because mm-hmm. to me he moved closer to a defensive back that was right on that five, 11, 6 foot fringe, right? Um and then just fluid. Yeah, he was very fluid. And then just having those those cornerback um you know, that cornerback background, I, I thought would just only help him because we're talking about versatile, um, you know, a versatile defender on the back end and then describing him in a skill set right I thought about guys in this draft um i think he is somewhat of that violent hunter that um that lewis sign was or is but then i think he has a little bit more of jaquan brisker in him also mm. in the sense of the fact of that i trust him a little bit more In coverage, so we've seen Jaquan Brisker go. We've seen Lewis sign the last pick of the first round. We've seen Jaquan Brisker somewhere in the second round, right? Mm. So I think that he has the opportunity to fall somewhere in there and and possibly higher because, man, if this if this Florida defense plays better, and it's been well documented that. Um, you know, the defensive coordinator from the past couple of years was just completely reckless and abandoned all principles <laughs> um, you know, that's required for a defense. So man, if he plays more sound and just efficiently in this game, he there is a chance he can slip into that first round. Um because he he will probably check all of the other boxes. So I'm 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 really high on this guy also.
0: Yeah, Keith. I mean he had, he had one and a half sacks last year. He had a, uh, one interception, but he had eight pass past breakups. So it shows that he knows how to, he has a nose for the football. He can, uh, he can literally impact the game at all three levels. Whether it's blitzing the quarterback, playing the run from the second level, or playing in the back end and getting his hand on the football, and he's got the ball skills to disrupt plays at the catch point, and that's what you want to see. So I'm, I'm, my eyes are locked in on him this year, Keith, because at the end of the day, he's going to be, he's going to be tested and tried. You got Bama, you got some of these other teams, Texas A and M, who have the offensive, offensive weaponry to stress defenses at all three levels. And this is a young man that he goes out there and balls, man, the, the, the his stock is definitely going to rise. And I feel like that's why I wanted to mention him. And I threw that name out there to you. Well, you know, leading up to the show this week was that I wanted to highlight this young man, because the skill set is there. The frame is there. Every aesthetically pleasing. Like you, you, you talk. You know my slogan. We hop off the bus, right? And he's one of those kids that hop off the bus. You like, that's a good football player. Like just from the look of it, that's the way it looks when you see him. Now it's like, okay, let's go on the field. Let's show you that I don't just look. I don't just look good. I don't just have the 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 long arms, the big frame, and six three over two hundred pounds. But my game matches it as well. So I'm excited to see just exactly what he does this season on the field in the SEC, Keith.
1: Nah, I agree 100%. I'm I'm excited to watch him this year and see, um, you know, where he can raise his draft style.
0: Absolutely. And we, we, we go from one big body defensive back at safety to another. And Keith, that's Boise State's junior safety. Well, he's a senior this year. Uh, J.L. Skinner, 6'4", 218, nearly two twenty. Keith, we, hey man, what, what's this? They don't make them like they used to, Keith. Like this isn't normal that you will see a safety hovering close to that 6'5 range and two hundred and twenty pounds. And Keith, you talk about we we've talked about a couple of these safeties who don't mind run fitting. JL Skinner has no problem with run fitting. He has a trigger from from, from depth playing as that, that two split or even a single high safety. I like his instincts and his, his football IQ to be able to diagnose moving parts in the backfield to find and locate the ball and then make his way to the ball. His motor playing backside, you know what I'm saying? Well, there's, a, there's a play against Oklahoma State where they tried to run the uh, wide receiver a pass and – The receiver didn't throw the ball because it was was shut down. So then he tries to reverse field, go back, go backside. And all you see is JL Skinner coming from the far hash, meet him uh, on towards the sideline, then chase him back down the backfield for like almost a five-yard loss. And and we talk about the mentality. If that is the mentality and effort and motor that you want from a defender, Keith, I don't know what is.
1: Yeah, nah, I agree a hundred percent, Manny. You, you talked about his size being six 220 pounds, right? And I instantly thought of just NFL offenses, and mm-hmm. you know that that just so much cross training of defenders because of NFL offenses, right? And you talked about those um those tight ends being those flex guys um that can also move, so it is you know you're put in a tough position. Um, as a defensive coordinator because you don't know if you put a safety on him that's 5'11", you know, that can run, but he can't tackle the the tight end. Or do you put a linebacker on him that's a little bit heavier, can tackle him, but can't run with him. But I think J.L. Skinner is – one of those players that answers that tight end question, right? Because you feel comfortable? Because he is 6'4", um, 220 pounds. So if you want to get him up to 230, that's perfectly fine because I think he carries 220 pounds really well. Um, so he's, he's that tight end matchup guy. And I, and I would love to see because we also seen defensive coordinators put three safeties on the field now, right? So that, you know, kind of take away from that extra linebacker. And I think he can fill and serve some type of role as a box defender also because he's a, like we talked talking about, he's a violent presence and aren't man, too many guys running around that look like this. So I think this is a guy in his early identification period that he's only going to see his stock go up because we, we've seen it. Like we continue to see this right now. And, and maybe it's, it's what your uh, Arizona Cardinals, they fall in love with these guys, but your Isaiah Simmons, your Zavin Collins, um, you know, and you could just, Go down the line that the NFL loves versatile big body defenders that test well athletically.
0: Absolutely. And then uh, I believe he hovers around the four, five, four, six range. So, and some people would be like, oh, that's not fast for a safety. But you think about the length and stride he has at six foot four, possibly hitting that four, or five mark. He's going to cover ground, Keith. And then you think about just what he, how disruptive he, his frame is whether he's mm-hmm. back in the back half playing split safeties and you want to go to that to that that nine route and you got to put that ball in a place where not only the corner can't get it, but if he makes it to that mark, he can't get it. You know, you think about him coming down as a, a as a cover three defender if you want to run some cover three zones. Think about the Cam Chancellors, right? And how he's able to sit and, and, and disrupt certain passing lanes in that zone coverage defense. And you got a six foot four safety like him, just sitting there with those long arms, with his leaping ability, his athleticism. And it's like, man, for as a quarterback, you're standing back there, bro. That that's 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 a tough ask. Like that's a really difficult ask to say, hey, I'm gonna put this ball on that seven route to that tight end, and you got him sitting in that soft spot, just waiting, just watching you, reading your eyes. And it's like, you gotta put this in a perfect spot. So he makes. In cover, and we know what he's going to do in the run fits and be physical and violent downhill, but in a passing game, he's going to make quarterbacks almost second-guess themselves. So do I test this window with this big-body safety hovering in that area, right? Think about him making diving pass breakups and using his length and his long body. He, he Watching him this year, man, I believe – if I remember correctly, I think he's in my region, so I will be all locked in on some late night Mountain West football. Keith watching some Boise State up till one o'clock in the morning, Oh, you know, what I'm saying on some on some Wednesdays or Thursdays whenever they play, I'll be all locked in, baby, tuned in to see what J.L. Skinner <laughs> is going to bring to the game, my guy. So I'm excited, man. This is a good group of safeties, and as we all as we know, at every position, Keith, there's always going to be somebody that pops out of nowhere. You know what I mean? And, and, and Bama also has another safety with DeMarco who who is somebody that I, I think I wrote the report up and he went back to school and that we talked about it on our call earlier this week that Malachi Moore is probably playing more safety this year potentially as well. So it's, it's going to be a lot of talent in being infused into the safety discussion as the season goes on because as we know, there's, there's somebody always to pop out of nowhere and just be like, hey guys, I'm that next guy that you want to be talking about, Keith. But man, it's been a fun—it's been a fun show as always, brother. Just kind of break it down some prospects, talking about five guys yes, in each you. position. Um, and, and as we get as we creep, because Keith, I swear it doesn't feel like we're moving fast enough to get to the collegiate nah. season. <laughs> so we are creeping right now through the Sahara Desert as it is summertime, and with both of us being in the South, it is hot here. So you know what I'm saying? It's hot seven o'clock in the Morning. I'm like, man, I want to go for a run in this 85. I'm like, this is not, this is not copacetic for me. This is not <laughs> pleasing to step outside and feel this sun just barreling down. So, like I said, guys, it's been fun as always. Of uh, of course, shout out to our partners at Bet Online. Go make some money. The NBA the NBA playoffs are soon to end because the finals are going on right now and your pick is so the Celtics are up.
1: Celtics They're, up 2-1. Yeah. They're up two one.
0: They're up two one. But I'm not giving up on my on my golden boys, my guys, the shooters. You know, we got to get Jordan Poole to start swimming again. He's over there treading water and don't know what he's got going on. So we got to get him back swimming, man, because he's he's got messing some stuff up for me. So two <laughs> one Celtics, hey. We'll see, uh, what, tomorrow night, I believe it is? Uh, Golden State's pulling out. They're going to tie it up 2-2, and they're going to end it off in 6 on Boston's floor. That's my call. I'm sticking to it, Keith. But uh, as always, brother, as we always tell everybody, thank you so all the support, the love, everything. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Podcasting network and, and app you use. Subscribe, like, share, leave us a five-star review. Uh, we definitely read them, and we appreciate it. Uh, As always, I'm Damian Parson. That's Keith Sanchez. This is the Talent Factor Podcast. And Keith, what's the slogan, baby?
1: Talent is always the factor.
0: Celtics in six. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.